Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And again, today is one of those not evergreen podcasts, but recurring podcasts where I've heard something one time too many, one time too many. In this case, it's not necessarily inaccurate, but still I've heard it one time too many. And because I have a podcast, I want to have do a podcast on Let's Silence About the Kimbrel Trade. Really, Let's Silence About the Kimbrel Trade. When a team makes a trade. It used to be back in the day, there might be a trade for a team trades for a right fielder and trades a third baseman or something like that. They think the other guy's going to be better. Cost control wasn't an issue. It was a case of, we think your guy, bring him over here, he'll be better than if we send our guy over to you. That was how trades were. But now, there is a, many trades, at least, are not done in a vacuum. There is other stuff going on. There's stuff that people don't see, don't agree with. Remember how horrible, horrible, horrible the Mookie Betts trade was two years ago? It's it is all, all everybody wanted to talk about. Terrible. The Red Sox. Yeah, it was, it was a bad trade. But the Red Sox had a largely good year this year. They reshuffled, they repositioned, and had a terrible year, then rebounded. There are other things going on other than how good is the player being discussed. All of the Cubs' July trades, every single one of them, the goal for the Cubs in all of those trades, there are three of them. There are three goals. From the Cubs' perspective, one, trade a short-term asset for longer-term assets. Now, that was a large part of every single one of those trades. Trade a short-term asset for longer-term assets. Take the first one. Jack Peterson wasn't going to be around long, was a very useful player, has helped the Braves, but the Cubs wanted to get a longer-term asset. And in Bryce Ball, they got that. Bryce Ball is a longer-term asset than Jack Peterson. Step one, checkmark Cubs. Step two, the um, really the Cubs wanted to worsen their team. Major League Baseball rewards teams for being bad. All of those trades were about lessening the quality on the major league club in 2021. There, I said it. They wanted to make their team worse in 2021 because they wanted to lose games. And if they trade out away a bunch of their talent and basically a 500 team trade away nine of their best players, you're going to be a worse team. Check mark again. 
Third on the list, um, with the losses that will mount, that have been mounting, Cubs will get to spend more on draft choices, and they will also draft earlier. Checkmark. From the Cubs' perspective, one, two, three, every single one of those trades has assisted in that goal, whether the player reaches double-A or triple-A or not. Very simple. The Cubs' goal in all of those trades was effectively get worse in 2021. Again, there, I said it. That was the plan. That was the plan. That was the goal. It happened. So now, if you switch it around to the other side for the other team, whether the trade works for them or not, whether the trade works for them or not, it already met the Cubs' objectives. The Cubs did not lose any of the trades. Any of the July trades, the Cubs did not lose because their objectives were met. Has Craig Kimbrell struggled so far for the White Sox? I think we can say yes to that. The Craig Kimbrell trade was not about August or September. The Craig Kimbrell trade was about October. And assessing anything else is kind of rather pointless. Craig Kimbrell is a stone-cold beast in October. And the White Sox end up winning the championship. It was a fine trade for the White Sox. No qualms, no problems, no worries at all. Because Craig Kimbrell was about October. All the talking now is useless. If you are assessing the Cubs-White Sox trade. You should be assessing what were the logical reasons, the goals behind the White Sox making the trade. The goals behind the White Sox making the trade were improving a somewhat tattered bullpen and winning on October. They improved a somewhat tattered bullpen. No, it hasn't looked that way when Craig Kimbrell's been out there. Now, why is that? Part of it is, despite what people think, um, relief pitchers have a tendency to like to know what their role is. All pitchers do. Now, let's say um, Kyle Hendricks. Shows up, starts. Five days later, shows up, starts. Pitches well. Five days later, shows up. Pitches well. Six days later, because there's a day off, pitches well. Shows up five days later. The manager says, we're going to have you start in right field, and then you're going to come in and play some third base, and you're going to start pitching in the fourth inning. Why? Why would that make any sense? You wouldn't do that. It would be absolutely stupid. Kyle Hendricks is a starter. You should have him start the game as a pitcher and go as far as he can into the game. Craig Kimbrell was doing fantastically well with the Cubs as a ninth inning pitcher. He knew what his job was. Sit around, do whatever, da-da-da. 
head out to the bullpen, shoot the breeze with the people out in the bullpen. And he knew. Look, he, he, he could look at the scoreboard. Hey, we're up six to two. It's the seventh inning. I might be needed in the ninth inning. I might be needed in the ninth inning because that is what my job is to pitch in the ninth inning. I don't play right field. I don't pinch run. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I pitch in the ninth inning. That's what he did. And in 2021 with the Chicago Cubs, he did that job really well. Come in, pitch in the ninth inning, get people out, make people look silly. Now he gets the White Sox. Okay, we want you to pitch the eighth inning today. want you to pitch the, in the seventh inning today. We want you to come in and face these three right-handed hitters. Then we're going to bring in Aaron Bummer to face a left-handed hitter because we don't think you're good enough to get the left-handed hitter out. The hell are you talking about? Traded Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal to turn Craig Kimbrell into Ryan Tapera? Really? I can't blame Kimbrell for having some bad outings, really. His job is pitch the ninth inning. His job is pitch the ninth inning. If the White Sox picked up Kimbrell and traded Hoyer and, and Nick Madrigal to turn him into an eighth inning guy, that's kind of stupid. I, I, I'm not going to complain, but it still could work out for the White Sox. As with many of those kinds of trades, it works out if the team does well in October. If the team does well in October, the trade was just fine. If the Atlanta Braves go on a flipping hot streak, flipping hot streak, blow through the Milwaukee Brewers. Blow through them like they're toilet paper or something. Then they get to the Giants or the Dodgers or whoever it is they get to. Then they send that game, that series, to seven games. Send that series to seven games. You know what? The Jack, the Jack Peterson trade was fine. The Jack Peterson trade, the Jorge Soler trade, whatever trades they made to get as far as game seven in the LCS, that's fine. Those trades were fine. Now, if they are three games and out against the Brewers and Bryce Ball ends up going on to have a major league career as a reasonably decent designated hitter, left-handed hitting designated hitter in a major league baseball that has 30 teams using designated hitters, then that trade might not look so good. When you make a trade in July... Two things matter. Why was the trade made? Why was the trade made? What was the expectations? Was this guy that was traded away expected to be anything? If you get that wrong, the guy ends up being really good. Yeah, it could look like a stupid trade. If you bring in a guy and you expect him to do certain things and he doesn't do them, yeah, it could be kind of a stupid trade. But the Kimbrell trade was about October, not August. I don't think Tony LaRussa has, well, I don't think Tony LaRussa has a lot of things figured out. It might end up being Kimbrell in the ninth. It might end up being Hendricks in the ninth. It might, I don't know what it'll be. 
as I look forward to the presumed White Sox versus Astros series in October. Astros, White Sox, five games, probably, probably, probably three in Houston because the White Sox haven't been playing very good baseball recently. Home field advantage goes to the team with a better record. White Sox haven't been playing much like winning is all that important. They have all their squad back. All their guys are healthy again. They should be good to go. They should be crushing people. They gave up a touchdown to field goal to the Cubs last night. If Craig Kimbrell and the White Sox have October success, the trade was a success. Spiking the ball now because Kimbrell has a whatever, whatever, whatever ERA with the White Sox. It doesn't matter. It was not a question of the White Sox got Craig Kimbrell because they wanted him to be really good in August and they didn't give a damn about October. No, that's not it. They had nothing to do with it. The White Sox knew they were going to win the division. Indians in second place were making trades for the future. It, it, was, it was over. There was no competition. If the White Sox win in October, it was a great trade for the White Sox. If the Cubs end up with the fifth pick in the draft, maybe the sixth, maybe the fourth. They take full advantage of their location in the draft. They take full advantage of the added spending power that they have from their location in the draft. And they parlay that into a fantastic draft class in a seriously buffo 2022 draft class. The Craig Kimbrell trade could be fantastic. Regardless what happens in October or August or September, the goal for the Cubs is, I've been saying it for a while, 22, 23, 24, and beyond. 22, 23, 24, and beyond. And really, 2023 and beyond. 2022, I really think they're going to field a team. And the team the Cubs will probably field in 2022 whether there's a strike or not, whether there's a lockout or not, Patrick Wisdom, Rafael Ortega might be included. It's going to be tough to not have Frank Schwindel as the DH. It's going to be really hard to have not, not have Frank Schwindel as the DH. Alec Mills will be in the rotation. Late in the season, you might see a little bit of uh, Manuel Espinoza, maybe a little tiny bit of Alexander Vizcaino, maybe Rowan Wick, and um, maybe Rowan Wick will be healthy and all good to go. But it, 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 it's going to be the guys that are on the team now with cost control. With a couple of free agents thrown in. From the Cubs' perspective, the Cubs won every trade. That doesn't mean that it was a bad trade for the other team. 
when a team makes a trade, the fans should be able to pretty much tell if this guy does a really ripping job and we have a great off uh, a great postseason, this was a good trade for us. Why said when the Cubs traded for Nick Castellanos? Is that before? I'll say it again. The Cubs made the trade for Nick Castellanos. I was fine with it until I saw it went the other way. I saw it went the other way. I said the Cubs had better do well in October. Or this is a bad trade. It's what boiled to. Didn't boil to how is Nick Castellanos going to do on an interview on the score? Nope. That's not it. That's not it. Was he going to hit? No, that really wasn't it either. He'd hit before. He'd hit in a horrible hitter's ballpark, and he came to Wrigley, and he hit really well. Going to Cincinnati, another good hitter's ballpark. He's hit really well. When a trade is made, it should be rather obvious what is expected for the trade to be a success for said team. For the White Sox this year, the Craig Kimbrell trade is about October success and nothing else. If the Sox are successful in October, then surrendering Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal was completely acceptable because they won. And if they don't win, then it was a bad trade. That's what boils to. And when you're a team that isn't contending for a season, you want to line up as many of those trades as you can. Line up as many of those trades as you can for your trading short-term pieces to teams that really think they have a chance to do well and do well in October, make as many trades as you can, as many as you have to. Because the Cubs have upgraded their pipeline. The Cubs have absolutely put a pin in their ability to win games in 2021. And they're tumbling down the stairs toward the fifth pick in the draft which will also add to a whole bunch of additional spending. The Cubs, from their perspective, won every single trade in July. Every single one of them. Which doesn't mean it can't be good for the other teams. But each other team should have each other fan base. Each front office ought to have. This is what we need for this trade to have been successful. If they get that, then they won too. It's perfectly, perfectly possible for both sides to win a trade. It's also perfectly possible for both teams to lose a trade. Not in these cases, though, because the Cubs have already won their angle of the trade because the three goals on every single trade has been met brought in extra talent. They put a pin in their win total. And they've tumbled down the stairs to the fifth pick. Right now they're at six. They might hit five. They might not. The goal's still five. Cubs have, what, five weeks still? Something like five, six weeks, something like that. Um, and we'll, we'll watch them on the field. How They have a Three-game series in uh, Comiskey now, and they have three games in um, Minnesota after. You get the 
Giants later, they get the Brewers later, they get the Cardinals later. Teams are actually, you know, trying to play and win and all that kind of stuff. We'll see how the game we'll, we'll see how the games go, but the Cubs have already done. The Cubs have already successfully um made the trade successful for them. But as far as spiking the ball about the Craig Kimbrell trade, um the Cubs won that trade when they made it. Cubs won that trade when they made it. They did not need Craig Kimbrell to have an ERA over whatever, whatever, whatever. And the White Sox will win that trade if... I think the Sox win that trade if the White Sox go to the World Series and lose in the World Series. That's what I think. But what do I know? Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be nice to others. And it's Thursday in Myrtle Beach.